If I told you had a story needing to be heard, would you tell it? Better yet, if you knew your story could help someone else, would you share it? Today, my guest is Trina Lynn, and today she's going to share her journey and her story of ovarian cancer. Hi, I'm Christine Hotchkiss, and I believe everyone has a story that is unique, just like our fingerprints that put us on the path of our journey. Some call it purpose. Each story can help, heal, inspire, and of course, my one word, give hope. Welcome, Trina. Hi. I thank you so much for your time. I know that you're a CNA, so you're pretty busy with the, the current situation that we're in with COVID. Yes, it has been quite busy. <laughs> Challenging at times, too, I'm sure. Absolutely. Okay, so let's uh, get started on what you actually have as far as your story, which to me, I wouldn't think anything of it, but then I guess we would. So I want to share that. Ladies out there, it is imperative that you and men, but we're going to be talking about a woman's situation and issue right now, is get your regular checkups, women with breast exams, um, and as well, ladies, um, your pap uh, smears every, I don't know what the time frame is, but make sure you you stay up to date on those. Um, And I'm not sure if this is where your story begins, but in 2012, you had shared with me that you were diagnosed with a rare form of ovarian cancer at the age of 22. That's so young. Yes, it's very young, and the the type of cancer actually does affect young people. Um, Ovarian cancer does typically um, affect older women, which usually it's 55 older Okay. Um, and um, this cancer is actually, it's not genetic, okay. um, it's not environmental, it's just part of my, was part of my DNA, is what my doctor had described to me. Oh, you'll have to explain uh, what that means to me, because I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, so basically, no matter what I would have done, um, I... As far as, you know, eating healthy, exercising, um, all of that would not have helped oh, wow. prevent this. Okay. Um, I also didn't didn't receive it from my genetics, so I didn't receive it from my, my family history. Um, nobody in my family actually has had um, ovarian cancer. Okay. Um, I d- did have a history of uh, bladder cancer from my grandparents. Um, and testicular cancer, but um, it, it, they're not connected. Okay. Um, it is very rare, so there is there is not very much that they know about it. Um, was this discovered when you had your checkup? No, this was actually discovered. Um, I was having abdominal pain that was unrelated, mm-hmm. um, and so they. I went to the ER because I was vomiting and just not feeling great. And so they had just done a bunch of scans. Um, They did an x-ray first, and then they did an ultrasound. And in the ultrasound, they had seen a mass um, on my ovary, which they just had said, oh, this is just, you know, probably a 
regular ovarian cysts because women typically, yeah. you know, through their, through their cycle, you know, they get them and they go away. Mm-hmm. So we'll just keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted me to um, follow up with my um, primary care and, you know, everything's fine. Um, I got antibiotics and other for, for what was actually causing my pain. Um, and I went on and didn't think anything of it. Um, went to my primary care a month later and it had actually, um, doubled in size. Oh, wow. Um, so they were still thinking at this time that it was still just a, you know, just a, a woman cyst, you know, nothing, nothing bad, you know, you're you're 22 years old. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, obviously a lot of different, um, types of cysts because there are many different types of cysts that you can, um, produce. Okay. And so, you know, and I guess that also, I guess that kind of is with like the hormone levels too. I mean, I turned 50 and obviously I'm now in the other direction of, of, um, cycles but those can also cause issues too so you you're young and you've got hormone levels that are fluctuating I'm assuming that's why this kind of went the way that it did right 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 so and you know everybody everybody's bodies are differently Mm -hmm. so um I know that there are different you know types of um like diseases where people um like polycystic ovarian syndrome um is that what this is called no 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 no. this isn't related but there are different types okay um just you know so let's um so when you found this out obviously that is a very young age um I don't know how I would have handled that because at that point I've already when I was at that age I already had one child um so I'm going to assume that you had to go on chemotherapy Okay, tell me, walk me through that in case people don't know what chemo is. So chemotherapy is um, a drug used to um, fight cancer cells. Okay. Um, also, while ca- fighting cancer cells, it does um, kill off good cells, unfortunately, too. Mm. Um, any rapidly growing cells, so mm. your hair cells, your um, skin cells, um your nails can be affected. Mm. Um, there's a lot of different uh, side different, effects different that it affects. Yeah. Okay. Um, now did you have to have any surgeries in this time? I did. I had the initial surgery to take a biopsy. Um, I had another surgery after that, um, to take more biopsies when it was, when it came back positive for, um, being cancer. Um, and then I had a third surgery to actually remove the ovary, um, that the, um, cyst or tumor was connected to. So do you have both of your ovaries or, I mean, I'm sorry, you have one or do you not have either of them? I just have one. Okay. They were, they were able to save the other one. So are you still able to, uh, bear children? My doctor is very confident, um, saying that, um, so when typically when the left or when the 
one ovary is removed, the, the other one takes over. And so um, the percentage of, of um, being able to um, conceive doesn't go down very much, probably like 5%. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's as if you had both functioning ovaries. Yep. Okay. Um, and going back onto the chemotherapy, how long did you go through chemo? Um, um, so I would go in for a week at a time. Um, and for idealistically, they would want me to go for five days, but my treatments always lasted longer. Okay. Um, just because of, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a smooth road. So, um, but idealistically five days, um, and 24 hours of chemotherapy while I was there. Oh, that sounds like it'd be very exhausting. It was very exhausting, yeah. Make you tired? Very tired, very weak. Um, even something as simple as taking a shower took a lot of energy, and I would usually have to take a nap afterwards. Oh, wow. Um, very nauseous. Um, also, um, I just, I uh, think emotionally, too, Mm. Um, I was very, very drained. I bet. Like I said, you're young. So were you going to school or college at this time? Um, I actually had just, I was in a, my second month of school um, when I was diagnosed, so I had to put that on hold um, to finish treatment. And eventually, after treatment, I started back up. And treatment, um, and, and you had mentioned to me that you had gone through a couple of different cycles. Can you explain to me what those cycles are? Because you said at one point there was two cycles that uh, consisted of two rounds, which this is lingo I don't understand because I've not experienced yeah. it. <laughs> and then there's three so, cycles. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so basically a cycle would be um, just a full day of the chemotherapy. So I would from 7 a.m. To, till 7 a.m. the next morning. Oh, wow. Um, I would just get continuous chemo um, for five days. So and then the five days were considered the, the, the one cycle. Wow. So your life pretty much was put on hold um, to do chemo. Absolutely, In between yes. surgeries. Uh-huh. Now, can I ask you what you were going to school for at that time? You had to put it on hold? Um, I, I was actually in getting started in nursing. Oh, that sounds ideal since that's where you're now headed. Okay. Uh-huh. So activities and such were not so much uh, a part of your routine in, in all of this? Not very much. Um, so typically my first... Two days of treatment were okay. Um, it wasn't until the third day that I would really start to really feel the effects of the chemo. Um, so usually day three was my worst day, and um, I really wasn't up for for much. And then it typically would um, get a little bit worse um, mm-hmm. as the days progressed. Mm-hmm. And then after the day five... Um, I would be released home and I would basically sleep, um, a lot mm. and I would, I would be able to be up and, 
um, I had visitors. I had a very, very strong support system. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I would have, you know, people would call, text, um, and just help me stay in a, in a, a positive, positive upbeat. Mindset. Yeah. Cause that probably takes, um, away from the whole process too. If you're, cause your body has already been compromised, then you're going through this as weakening it more. And then if you, as anyone knows anything about negativity, which I stay most of the time, very clear from it, always staying up on the upbeat because it's my health. I don't want it to decline for whatever reason. So being the support system you had included those people coming around and making sure you stayed up as, as well as, um, physically and emotionally, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Because it, I mean, there were definitely days I can't, I'm not going to look, you know, where our lives are not edited. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I mean, there were days that I did feel very defeated. Oh. Um, but, you know, I had those people in my life that, you know, came alongside me and definitely helped me. And, you know, they, I had um, one family member who would always say, just keep swimming. And, um, <laughs> Dory. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I had another family member who she gave me. Um, a pair of boxing gloves just to, you know, remind me, you know, that I, you know, I could fight this. Mm -hmm. So I just, I had a lot of very positive influences, which helped tremendously. Even, even feeling, you know, your worst, you have those people that just are with you and it helps. It makes a difference. And and you said uh, just a minute ago, as far as feeling defeated, I think that is life is up and down. We can easily be de- feel defeated about anything that is um, not going in our favor, how we would think it would go in our favor, or for you, you're like, why me? Why am I going through this? Why do I have to do this struggle, and how can I get through this? Because you went through quite a bit there, physically and emotionally, I could see being uh, taxing on you. Yes, it was very, very taxing, but... I mean, and not just in a cancer aspect, it, it taught me just in life in general um, that I, you know, there's, there is going to be bad times, mm-hmm. um, but if you have the right mindset, if you have um, the right, you know, cheerleaders, mm-hmm. you find people for your circle, like, um, you can get through it, and, you know, it's, it's inevitable that bad things will happen, but mm-hmm. you just have to stay positive. Completely understand. And then there's so many people, if you've known my story with me losing my 17-year-old daughter, Nicole, in a family accident, people ask me all the time, how do you do that? How do you stay so upbeat? I can't imagine. And I think to myself, it's a choice for me to stay upbeat because, one, I don't want to feel the negative because that just brings me down and, and doesn't allow me to enjoy this life that we were given, regardless of whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day. We have the choice to try and get through it. <clears throat> but it's also in the memory of my daughter. So I also think, and we've all heard the cliche, it could always be worse. And I have not experienced cancer, yet I have it. I think anybody knows somebody or have heard of someone that is around us that has had some sort of a cancer of some sort. And I have not had that in my life. And so I will take the, I'll take the story that I, I've been given and live it. 
Um, and so for you, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to assume, I haven't asked this yet, do you still have the cancer? I'm actually cancer-free. Yay, that's awesome. Uh, I am out of remission, um, so I made it, I'm six years now. Oh, good. I'm cancer-free, mm-hmm. so. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I had met you, we had talked about this before we started uh, this call, because I was trying to figure out how long ago it was actually that I met you only the one time, and I just watched your story on social media, Um, but when I met you, I think we said it was like 2013, you actually had had a benefit that was going on. Um, Was that a benefit to help with the, I don't remember because it was so long ago. Was that a benefit to help bring an awareness to what you're going through? Um, were you um, trying to raise monies for the treatments that you were going through or maybe something yeah, so in the I, future? I just had a group of people who um, who wanted to help financially, mm-hmm. um, who wanted to bring awareness, and who just wanted to have a happy, happy um, like time just to have fun and um, eat some food and just Mm -hmm. be in each other's company Mm -hmm. and so um, yeah it was it was to help and when I all around and I'm going to assume when I had met you you were probably just coming out of it or or were cancer free I don't remember because you were still wearing a scarf on your head so I'm not sure the time frame you you obviously know better than I yeah so I was actually towards the end of my treatment um I hadn't hadn't had my cancer-free news yet. Okay. Um, I was kind of like in the middle, so I had finished treatment, um, but I I was still um, seeing my doctor and um, following up with him. So, when was the day that you were giving that wonderful news? Uh, it was September eighth in two thousand thirteen. Okay. Oh. That was a day for another celebration, huh? Yes. (laughs) Now, with having gone through it, and it was rare, and we hear this happen, I would never wish this on anybody, is this something that could come back, or is it done? Or do we know? So it typically, from from my doctor's um, standpoint, it typically, after the five-year mark, Mm -hmm. the chances... um, go way down. I don't remember exactly the statistic, um, but the, the, um, the, for it to come out of remission. Go go way down. Oh, Uh, I love that. That is, that is super, super good. So in that experience of your journey through the emotional and the physical draining, what are you doing today? Are you, are you, um, have you found a, a career that helps with what you walk through? Because you usually hear someone say, um, I founded this or I do this because of my own walk of life. Yes. So I'm actually um, working on the same floor um, at the hospital that I received my chemotherapy treatment. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm actually working with um, cancer patients mm-hmm. and um yeah, I love it. It is the best job, and um, it. I see 
strong people every single day mm-hmm. who don't give up. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. <laughs> you know, I'd have to say it makes it easier, whatever someone's walk of life is, that they don't feel like they're alone, like you'd already expressed with your cheerleaders of family and friends. But you're now that person who... You don't just work in it, you know it, and so it's a me-too factor for for hope for the individuals that you come across. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. It's like we're here, we're supposed to be teaching each other somebody or something, and that's why I do what I do because I, I will never know everything. I don't think one person will know everything, but it's always nice to be able to say, Oh, I heard a, I heard of this. Or if you come across someone who says, I know someone who could help you with that. Um, that's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. And I I give all the credit to my, my journey as long <laughs> as... I mean, it wasn't the best journey, but I was able to find that hope. And um, it launched me into an amazing career and um yeah it just gave me a a clear picture of life and a new zest for life oh I love that word yes I just Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I love that. You're using some great words. I completely understand kind of like with what I'm going through. It's like it's my choice to to find the good in everything I can. And yes, there's those days where the valley is kind of dark, but it's like, okay, how long do I want to stay here? Because there's a lot of other hills that I want to climb to see a better view. Now, if someone, if a listener has a question or wants to know more, um, would you be available to be reached out to? Absolutely, yeah. And how can you be reached? Um, so I'm on social media on, my name is Trina Lynn, um, on Facebook okay. and, um, I also do have Instagram, um, also Trina Lynn. Um, how do you spell yeah, your last I, name just to make, cause everyone spells something different. We'll make sure that if they were to find you, they would for sure find the right Trina Lynn. Yeah. So it's T-R-I-N-A mm-hmm. and then. L-Y-N-N-E. Okay. Um, are you a part of any um, give back um, volunteering programs that are associated with what you do now for work and the journey you had? Um, so I do things through, um, through work, and um, but not anything um, specific. Any group, any specific group, no. Okay. And I have this one last question I ask. What message would you like to give everyone based on your journey? If if someone else should be traveling it or come across someone who's going through it, and I don't want to say someone would actually go through it themselves, but what what message would you like to give? Just to never give up your hope. Mm. Um, It can be extremely exhausting. Mm. It can be overwhelming um and you can there will be a time where it doesn't feel like it's ever going to end but it will end you will feel better um and just um keep keep those positive people in your life because that will 
make a difference for sure. We could use that even if we're not going through something, especially right now. We've all been quarantined for so long. Yes. <laughs> so perfect. Thank you so much, Trina, for sharing your story with everybody. Um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Again, thank you for being my guest and sharing your story to help heal, inspire, and of course, you said it a few times, give hope. To my listeners, I thank you for listening and please subscribe so you are notified about the next great story because these just keep getting better and better. And if you would like to share your story or know someone who wants to share their story, you can email me at Christine with a C-H at storiesofhope.com and stories spelt with a Y. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.